Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face to face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Jason McKnight, and I'm glad you're with us. We have a huge treat today, two friends from Atlanta, to help us walk through a bunch of questions like these. What on earth is free speech? Why is it so important? And who is Lori Smith? And why is she petitioning the Supreme Court? What is freedom of religion and of conscience? And why are they crucial? And then even things like this. When the state starts to push its agenda into your small business, how on earth can you marshal the resources to take on such a big opponent? Who helps the little guy? in their fight for freedoms that are guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution. So these are the kind of questions we're going to talk about today. I'm not sure we're going to solve them all, but we are extremely privileged to have with us today two members of the group called Alliance Defending Freedom. Board member Gary Smith and Regional Alliance member, director, uh, Harrison Smith. And it just strikes me, you two have the same last name. We do. <laughs> Welcome. There's a lot of Smiths. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you for being here for a minute. Welcome, guys. Thanks for thanks for having us on. Yes, but we, we, are, we are connected. We are related. Yeah, father by son. marriage. Yeah, father son. <laughs> yes, father son. Father Welcome. Son. <laughs> These days, we're so glad you're here. Um, look at. Thank you for taking a break out of your little visit to Eastern North Carolina from Hotlanta. Yes, I'm back home. You're back home. So tell me about that. Well, I grew up in this area and um, haven't been back for many, many years, and my adult children have an interest in family genealogy and history, so this is where a, uh, part of our family settled into America. Wow. So, and I still have got a lot of connections here, uh, but I just don't ever see anymore, so we're on a right. family history trip with my daughter Cameron and my wife Margaret. Two sons were unable to come, but two of the four were uh, we're enjoying Eastern North Carolina and especially our Eastern North Carolina barbecue. I know. Well, I was just going to say that. And I, I wasn't going to put you on the spot to say what's the best barbecue. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's Eastern North Carolina barbecue. Eastern North Carolina. Have you all been to the creamery yet? We have. Twice. 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 <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> we went to the, to the farm and then we found one out in uh, Moore, what? Moorhead. Well, yeah, coming back from the beach yes. yesterday. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, Eastern North Carolina, you know, we're just, uh, we just hired a new church planter. They're moving here and they got to, they were here on, when we're recording this, they were here on Sunday and then they went down to the beach and I'm like, oh, it's so good. The Eastern North Carolina playground, you're here, man. It's, it's a wonderful it's thing. It's a beautiful part of the country. Mm -hmm. It really is. And the best people, like, so it's a beautiful part, but lots of gnats. But also the best people, salt of the Very earth. Very much salt of the earth. I just love it. Okay, well, let's. Um, we probably need to get down to business at one point. <laughs> yes. What is this thing called ADF? What do they do, and who are they? I'll let Harrison do that since he's paid to, to <laughs> do that. I'm not on staff. So Alliance Defending Freedom, we're the world's largest religious liberty law firm. We're also a ministry. It's this weird combination right. of 501c3 nonprofit, but we're also a law firm. Um, the joke is, yes, there are Christian attorneys, and we've hired all of them. Um, they're all on staff with us. But we do, we fight for First Amendment rights. And the, to just give a little background, because I think that's helpful, is we were actually founded by over 30 different ministry groups, like mm. Focus on the Family, wow. Crew, Crown Financial, et cetera. And they all, in the early 90s, they all got together 
because they were running into ministry problems that were coming through the legal system. Right. So the easiest example is Crew back then, Campus Crusade for Christ. They were being physically kicked mm. off of campus mm. for so-called separation of church and state. Basically, the government saying you're not allowed to do ministry in the public schools. Um, many people probably remember those days. And Dr. Bill Pride said, listen, we have a right to be here. We have a freedom of speech. We have freedom mm-hmm. of religion. But no one's defending it. And because no one's defending it, we're literally being removed from the people group God's called us to. And so 30 other ministries had similar problem, ministry issue coming through the legal system. So they founded then Alliance Defense Fund. Mm-hmm. We have had a name change. People thought we were like military contractors or something. That was a problem. <laughs> they actually thought we're an investment group. Yeah. So fund. Well, that's true. Fund. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, and defense, defense with the military. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a little branding change where Alliance kept the acronym ADF, always mm-hmm. been ADF. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the last almost 30 years, we've been fighting to keep the door open for the gospel in the, the judicial system. So the yeah. purpose of everything we do, though it is political sounding, though it is definitely you know policy related and judicial, the purpose is allowing groups like Crew to continue to exist to get the gospel out because mm-hmm. our spiritual enemy doesn't like that. And he's yeah. been for the last 30 years using the legal system to try to mm-hmm. keep the gospel quiet and down. No, it's interesting. And even uh, like... <laughs> I was looking, you know, doing a little research for this, but uh, the Catholic Thomas More Society, which maybe isn't a mirror of ADF, but they're very they, similar. Very, very similar. They're an but, ally of ours. But even on their website, it says specifically sanctity of life and then also COVID restrictions. Hmm. I thought that was interesting, like with the with the pushing of the state over the last two years. That's yeah, a and whole saying, Where is other freedom? conversation. Well, that links into the right of conscience. <laughs> yeah. Right. It totally does. Uh, in terms of, you know, mandates and, mm-hmm. and so forth and, mm-hmm. and imposed. Uh, okay, so ADF, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, sanctity of life, sanctity of marriage, this kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. this vein. So it's not like, um, well, anyway, that's, that's good. But those are the guardrails. Those are the guardrails. We, we can't do everything. So right. those are the guardrails that we focus on and, and, and are not to wander off. Right. And a hundred... Attorneys, the website says, a hundred mm-hmm. attorneys, give or take, right in, now in That's house, and yeah. then and then thousands call. of allied attorneys that we mm-hmm. also work with. Which we, you know, right here in Kinston, we have several yes. great Christian attorneys who are partnered you know, with us. Yeah, yep. partnered, and, and we love that. Um, the latest kind of uh, emails that come in, or the or the stuff that came into my house just this week, fiscal year in Freedom Insider. Um, because, you know, we're partnering, we can talk about that. The Lori Smith case, Creative 303 from Denver. Poor old Denver's having... Uh, <laughs> Colorado's been on the struggle bus for a while. Because <laughs> that Jack Phillips Masterpiece Cake case, which a friend of ours worked on. Jake Warner has gone from yep. Kinston to work with ADF as an attorney. Jake and Ashley moved out to Scottsdale years ago. Uh, but so the Jack Phillips, and, and, you know, he went all the way to Supreme Court one and then is being hit again from another angle, but then... Across town in Denver, Creative 303 is being hit, and, and ADF is, is representing her too right now. Yeah. yeah. Same, same law that Jack got in trouble under, we're actually on, on the, we defended him against that law. Mm-hmm. We're now going on the offensive with Lori's case mm-hmm. to say this law is unconstitutional. You can't force right. speech on people. So there's freedom of speech to say, I should be allowed to say what I would like to say, but there's also the freedom to not be coerced and forced 
to say messages that you disagree with, which right. is what Jack was, which is what Baronel was, which is what Lori was. Well, it's fascinating because um, it w- <laughs> about five years ago when, uh, when Donald Trump was elected and in 2016, and um, one, of the, one of the designers of dresses for Michelle Obama came out and said, I am not designing a dress for Melania Trump. There's no way I'm doing that. And I took that to our kids in our youth group, and I said, okay, tell me the difference between this and Jack Phillips. Good. I mean, you, you just tell me. Like, like if Jack Phillips owns a bakery and says, no, I won't serve you coffee and a donut that I'm making 30 of a day because you look like this or you act like that, then that's absolutely discriminatory. But if you're creating a dress or a cake for something you don't believe in, as much as Sophie had the ability to do that, so must Jack. Yes. How come doesn't people don't see that? Because they they get confused in the de- they don't know the details, mm-hmm. and and they and they get partial truth, and then yeah. they form incorrect conclusions based on partial truth. So it's very easy to twist and turn. Jack Baronel Stutzman. I mean, any and all cases that we have can yeah. easily be twisted and turned. Where evangelical pastors mm-hmm. will speak from the pulpit against what they think is right because they have a half truth mm-hmm. right when the when right. the media when the media comes and, and spins jack's case as christian cake artist won't bake cakes for gays and we're and we're a you know a, a twitter feed kind of culture right. where it's right. a little sound bite when i hear that sound bite i go oh that's not good like christians shouldn't do that but then when you actually dig into the case, which takes a little bit more time, it takes a little bit more brain power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you go, wait a second, that's, that's not what's happening. And, but we have to get below the surface to get some of the details. So for example, if I can take a second, because yeah, I, think, I think this is really important with Jack's case in particular. So the headline, right. Jack Phillips, Christian cake artist won't bake cakes for gays. What actually happened? Well, Jack is a Christian. He mm-hmm. sits in a church like this every Sunday, hears the word, hears the truth, and then per what I know since we sat here on Sunday, mm-hmm. know what you were challenging us to do, which is don't just take it in here. Let's take it out into the world where it's right. needed. Right. Jack says, I'm a, I want to live out my faith in my custom cake mm-hmm. artist business. Because Jack's a Christian, one, he longs to serve and love everybody. That that yeah. is that yeah. is what we're a all Christian called to. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter who you are, what you do, who you sleep. We should long to love and serve everybody. But that doesn't mean we're going to encourage everything. That doesn't mean we're going to condone everything. Right? We know that most Christians or celebrate everything. Most Christians would would nod their head mm-hmm. to that. So, for example, because Jack is a Christian and wants to love and serve everybody, but won't do all things, he has been asked to do Halloween themed cakes. I personally don't have a problem with Halloween. I would make a Halloween theme cake. He has a problem. He doesn't right. want to use his God-given abilities to do, you know, what he would consider mm-hmm. to be demonic or, yep. you know. Yep. So when someone comes with a Halloween theme cake, he says he turns the order down, not the person. Right. He's saying, I don't want to do that cake. You can bring me something else. I just don't want to use my abilities to do something like that. So there's there's one example. And he can refer to another to bakery. Another, yeah, right. to a colleague. It's not like, this yeah. is the only place in the world that I can get a cake yeah. for Halloween. So he's been asked to do bachelorette, bachelor-themed cakes, which are often phallic or sexual. Yep. And yep. Um, 
he's got this cake case where he displays all of his cakes. And he says, listen, I have my eight-year-old granddaughter come into the case, in, into the shop. I don't want to have to explain to her what that bachelorette cake is because even the shape of the cake, if you catch my drift, mm-hmm. communicates a message. Yep. And I don't want to communicate that message to my eight-year-old. Yep. So that's another example. And then finally, he's been asked to do a divorce cake, literally a wedding cake mm-hmm. cut in half to celebrate this guy's divorce. And he's like, listen, as a believer, I don't believe yeah. divorce is worth celebrating, to my dad's point. I, I don't want to celebrate that. So right. turns the order down, not the person. So when a homosexual couple came in, has no problem serving them. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, what do you need? How can I help? Well, we need a wedding cake. It's for, it's for our wedding. It's a same-sex mm-hmm. wedding. That's not an event he wants to help celebrate. That's right. not a right. message he can he wants to endorse or support. So he turns the order down not the people. And he even said, I'll sell you some pre-made stuff. I'll do this, some stuff yep. over here. Yep. Yep. Give but, you options. But under this law, mm-hmm. he's not allowed to do that. Basically, Colorado says if you're making wedding cakes, that means you have to make all wedding cakes. And to tie in Lori, if you're making websites, mm-hmm. if you're making wedding websites, well, you can't pick and choose Right. You know, God, you know, ordained marriage versus same-sex marriage. You have to do all of them. All of them are nothing. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. Yep. So leave your faith at home. This is what we're right. telling you to do. And if you don't, we'll come in and shut you down. Right. And and they've tried. I mean, they've 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 tried on Jack well, over years. Yeah. Like they still are. Three lawsuits. We won mm-hmm. the first one. The second one ended up getting dropped. And then the third one we're still fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's been almost a decade. Almost a decade. And he's and he's a Jack's a wonderful man, but he's mm-hmm. frankly a, he's yeah. a he's but he's a he's a nobody. Well, that's just ma it. ma and pa cake shop owner who operates out of a strip mall in the burbs north of Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not in Metro Denver. He's, he's not some small, major he's in big a small wig. community, <laughs> just like this community is. And so yet, it can happen anywhere. So it's yeah, and it's almost like they somebody heard about the Halloween and the divorce cake and said, oh, we can use this and exploit him. Oh yeah, for an agenda. Yeah, it. it I mean, that's it, me saying it. It's very strategic, by the way. This is not random acts of mm-hmm. coincidence. These There's, are very strategic. Yeah. But we also live yeah. in a culture that, I mean, the culture is just frankly changing. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not what, it, not only is it changing, but it's changing rapidly. Like we were just talking the other day in the car, same-sex marriage is only legalized seven years ago. 2015. Yeah. Seven years ago. It seems like it's been, it's just always been that way. And it was this time of year. It was. Because I remember. It was the end of the term. Mm-hmm. It was the end of the Supreme Court term because mm-hmm. it was such a major case. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the microchip. They said, you know, when the microchip was invented, everything changes much more rapidly yeah. every year. Exponentially. Exponentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've seen that culturally. So at this point, it's not... I asked our attorneys the other day and said, how much of our legal issues that ADF deals with, how, much, how many of them are malicious and how many of them are just mm-hmm. happenstance? Yeah. And... They came back and said it's about fifty-fifty. Mm. So, that, which is interesting on both sides. It's interesting that half the time people are looking for a lawsuit, and the other half of the time it's just because it's the culture that we live in. Right. Like the the gentleman that that sued Jack Phillips didn't. They weren't looking for a fight. They were just looking for a cake. Right. So he just by by nature of operating in Colorado mm. in our culture, he has to deal with: Am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? But we have other instances where. They're, they're baiting and they're looking mm-hmm. for a lawsuit mm-hmm. because if you get one lawsuit that gets up to the U.S. Supreme Court and you win, you've now changed the entire country right. potentially for generations. And you didn't right. have to go through the legislature and the people to do it. Right. 
You just went through the judiciary, yep. yeah, which is how it's supposed to work. So that's all backwards. Yeah, but all this is in our favor if yeah. we get the truth out. Right. So, so keep talking. Well, again, I think the the core to all of this is the whole truth, mm. not the partial truth. Mm-hmm. Every and everybody should want freedom of speech. Absolutely, and we do. You do. You do. At the end of the day, most and 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 people don't people. realize that at the front end. Correct. Just say the things I like. Yeah. But but when you stop to think about it, you want freedom of speech at the end of the day. For, every, which for everybody. freedom of speech for everybody because everybody. everybody has more freedom. But we are being programmed to fear what we think and what we say and how we say it. Right. And we're being programmed to think, wow, am I really sounding like I am this way or that way, which I'm not. Right, right. So that is more concerning uh, as far as the, the kind of the how we feel about f- freedom of speech and how we actually participate in free speech and religious freedom mm-hmm. that we're so worried we're going to offend someone. Yeah. That one is another discussion another day because that is very new, I think, uh, and, it, and it's very uh, – uh, it, it, it changes things. Yeah, if the if the measure of social interaction is is that someone might be offended, you don't have social interaction. Yes, right. because in order for my wife to actually say, "Now, honey, I love you, but you were wrong here," in order for her yeah. to help me be a better man, I have to be offended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think because nobody wants to be told you're wrong, right? But but I think what it, we could we could all observe right now at this moment is those that are not afraid to speak out are not the conservative Christians. It's actually those that aren't afraid to speak out are the left-leaning comedians. Right. The feminists who are being um, outgunned by the the trans community. Mm -hmm. And that group is speaking out. Uh, My millennial children sent me this uh, YouTube of, of Bill Maher and he was brilliant about the points. You know, it might not be exactly the way you and I would say things. A <laughs> little, little crass, but... <laughs> but but even that, it wasn't bad, but it was right on the point. Now, could, um, could you as a pastor, would you feel comfortable addressing all of those things in a casual conversation in a room where you don't know who all's opinions, how they are, are actually leaning? You probably would be a little bit more, I'm not free to speak, but Bill Maher s- spoke truth. Right. And, right. and, and we're, we're finding that the farther things get to untruth and ridiculousness, it's, it's, it's undeniable. This is not true. This is not science. This is not mm-hmm. based on anything other than trendy people wanting to please other trendy people. Right, right. And it's very interesting. Well, and, and I, you know, like French Revolution, it, it's going to eat its own. Like, you, if, you, if you can last, it, it will burn itself out. Very but much like How much French damage Revolution. is it going to do right. on the way? But there, the, the one thing that isn't going to go away is the truth, because truth is reflective of reality. Correct. And, and reality is not going anywhere. And so if you're up against reality, constructing a false narrative, that can't last. It's just how many people is it going to hurt along the way. Yes, but I think at the end of the day, 
we have to feel, we have to be courageous. Yes. And, and that is, if one is, it makes it easier for two. Right, right. And, and, and what you're doing, Jason, is a form of that. And what we do in our sphere of influence is to have these conversations with our teenagers, especially with our grandchildren, uh, with our peers that may not be as conservative or, or, or mm-hmm. within the, faith, the realm of the faith, but to be willing to, to, to agree to disagree on things. But let's have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not, and not feel like I'm going to offend people, therefore I have to keep my mouth shut. Or if I offend someone, what are they going to do and say about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Gary, let me let me circle in, uh, zero in on your service on the board at ADF. So that's a behind the scenes thing. You're not out in front. You're you're making sure that because it's a charity, a 501c3, yes. that the governance is done right in line with the integrity of the gospel as well as the laws of the nation. And how? What got you interested in being on the board? How did you get on the board? How long have you been there? What What do you love about it? Yeah. Well, because it's not sexy work. <laughs> well, well, I, I think uh, back in 1994, I met Alan Sears, who was the founder yeah. of of ADF, and and he came to a Christian business uh, owners conference called uh, Fellowship of Companies for Christ, and he was one of the many speakers. And he had, at that point, just been chosen to lead this fight. Hmm. And, um, and he just shared uh, the story that Harrison shared about Bill Bright and yeah. Dr. Dr. Dobson and others that, um, uh, you know, this was called up to be as part of our future in protecting and keeping the doors open for the gospel. And, and it, it, Margaret and I were there together, and we just looked at each other, and we went... Thank the Lord. Mm. Because if you look back and you see what was happening in 94, compared to what is happening today, um, not quite as dramatic, but it was still, everything was changing rapidly. Right, right. You, you still felt, as a young father of four, I think in 94, our last was born in 94, I had four young children. I was very concerned about what their world was going to be like. And when Alan says, well, we're, we're going to start standing up and we're going to start countering this this tide that is sweeping through the country and um and we just signed up I and mean, we just said sign us up right so we started writing monthly checks then and then within uh probably eight to ten years we the culture of adf because alan literally only had one assistant at that point it was he and one person wow and um we got involved as the organization grew, and they created a group of volunteers who wanted to do more than just write checks, and that group was the ambassador group. Mm. And they were the grassroots people in different communities. Right. And uh, ADF is very relational, and they hit this uh, bullseye with spreading the word through grassroots, not through some ad campaign. Because right. we didn't have the budget. Yep. Yep. So this was, and, and as you're hearing this message, it's amazing. Some people didn't have, not still have a uh, last to any freedom, mm-hmm. um, but it was through grassroots. So Margaret and I got involved. We were in the first ambassador team, uh, along with other people from other states. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then the board thing came up as Alan tra- uh, 
retired, and 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 Mike Ferris came in. Mike wanted a grassroots person on the board because mm. I really, you know, this isn't now a a major nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. And and I am not, I am not one of these people that sit on seven or eight boards and this is what I do and this is what I enjoy. It's like I'm not that guy. Right. But I am a grassroots guy, and I was always been a grassroots guy, and I've seen the organization grow, and I've I know a lot of people internally and I've just seen what God's done. Mm. So I got called and asked and on that uh, premise of that's what they were looking for, yeah. I felt like I, I can accept it. But yeah. I originally said I'm not qualified and I, and I don't think I'm, I'm the person. And then uh, Mike Ferris dis- defined it and I went, okay, I get it. Yeah, I and, get and, it now. And, uh, and I think this is... Um, uh, you know, the future is grassroots. So everybody's hearing this yeah. is you can make a difference. Yep. And yep. and every person, there's something to do. Yes. We're all God's masterpiece. And, and, and right. And, and and we can encourage and we can and 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 within that it's contagious. As we get engaged just a little bit, it doesn't take many people to move the needle. Right. It really doesn't. And and that's where, uh, and I'm, I'm dying to talk to you, Harrison, about your role, so we'll, we'll get there. But that's where the, um, the spiritual, fervent prayer for renewal and revival yes. um, tags up with 1 Corinthians 10, 31, do all things for God's glory. So every moment of my day, each <clears throat> one of us, as we're out in our yes. workplace, in our neighborhood, in our community— for God's glory, for God's glory, what can I do to further integrity, truth, grace, kindness? And we'll see God's glory. Yes. So it's it's the prayer for renewal, but it's also the, well, we'll go to the school board meeting and be involved. Go into yes. the classroom and read with kids. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be, give to places like ADF or the yes. Thomas More Society, but on all the levels, do it all. Like just, you know, do yes. something. And ADF has wonderful tools. They so do. We all, we all can be involved because we just go and grab the tools that they've created, put it in our toolbox, right. and we can com- we can we can be very impactful and effective. Yeah. So if if anyone's listening to this as a as a mother, as a father, as a grandmother, as a grandfather, as a young adult, which he mm-hmm. kind of woke up to the call of in, in his life of, I like this and I can engage in it. Um, just go to the website and you can see, but there's an ambassador portal. Yep. You know, there's so many places as a lawyer, you can volunteer as mm-hmm. a mother, you can volunteer. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful culture. I, I mean, it really is. Um, Harrison, what, what is your role as regional Alliance director? Mm-hmm. What, what do you do and, and how can you help? Cause I think it's going to tag up exactly on what Gary was just saying. Yeah. And to just put a little, I, I find that in my own life, I've struggled with when things like this come up and it's like, you can do something, you can make an impact, that can feel very overwhelming mm. to go, but it's like, all right, well, you can save the world. It's like, okay, uh, where do I start? Right. Um, and I think just you take in this information, all we can do is take in the information and then go, all right, Lord, yes, what do you want me to do? That's Cause, Because we could say, all right, and, and I'll tie this into my conversation with Alan Sears, our founder, and how that actually moved me into working for ADF is, um, well, let me, I'll tell the story in just a second. But it's, it's, it's easy to go, 
you need to join the school board, you should go to law school, run for office, you know, write a book, do blah, blah. it's easy to do all of that. And if it's like, yeah, those are all good things, but the Lord may not be the Lord may call Gary to do that, but not call Harrison right. to do that. Yeah, so it's different roles. It's easy to prescribe, well, this is what we need to do. And it's like and, and it may even sound very good and spiritual, but it's like who am I to tell you what God wants you to do? What's exciting is he's actually got it written out already. Right. Like God's not going, all right, wait till you come to me, ask me, and then and then we'll sit down and we'll figure it out. He goes, oh, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you asked. Here's actually how I created you. Because you may be a mother of five and have no money and have no law degree. and no, but, So what does that person do? Oh, well, there's there's actually a lot. Because you get to work with moms in your neighborhood and you go to the mom's group at church and Mm-hmm. There's your influence, yep. and that's and and they met. You know, I mean, it's so fun to think of. So anyway, I, I can go on that for a while. So it's it's just take all this info in and then pray and say, mm-hmm. Lord, what do you want me to do? And then you obey it, and then you obey it. That's it. And 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 you can you can have and you can get excited about obeying it, knowing that God's not going go save the world and good luck, buddy. Hope because, you figure it out. Because <laughs> if God is God, He knows how to communicate with you. Yeah, like and he's <laughs> it's and not he's, that complicated. Just say, Lord, you tell me. And He's put the tea out there and, and put the ball it. on the tea mm-hmm. and that thing and he's shown and he's going to be swinging behind you like a good dad mm-hmm. you don't have to worry and go oh but what if i yeah. so yeah. so my i grew up with if you haven't picked it up gary's my dad uh-huh. um uh, my name's harrison which means son of harry should be garrison <laughs> i think that they missed they missed that one yeah oops uh but i am his son um and so i grew up hearing about adf and and all i knew was adf was this legal ministry thing mm. that was it thankfully as much as my dad and mom are grassroots people they didn't shove it on me they right, didn't say you right. need to get involved they just said this is something we care about well i graduated university of georgia marketing degree i was out on my own and started taking up a love for things of culture and what's going on and and just and they said hey you may want to look into adf because there's this whole other world mm-hmm. legal not political legal that's going on that that i think you might be interested in so i read this book called the aclu versus america mm-hmm. which was alan sears's like original yep. book on the culture the issues um incredible read but it was written in the e- 90s easily 20 years ago right. over 20 so, years ago so it's Kind of piece. kind of wild to go back and look because it's a historical piece. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it opened my eyes to as a young millennial, and I just said I had no idea this was even going on, and I felt like I was paying attention, mm. and I had no clue this stuff was going on behind the scenes, and so strategically, so not right. randomly. No, no, right. very. That's right. a whole other conversation. So I, I read, I read the book. Um, the Lord opened my eyes. I started going to some events. I went to an event in South Florida where I was living with my dad and a, and a buddy. No, and no, no, no. You said living with your dad. What? I went to with my dad. Excuse me. Oh, I yeah. went to I went to an event with my dad. Um, I've, I didn't move back home. Never did that. Um, <laughs> good job. You did. Um, but we, we went to an event together, and Alan Sears spoke. Eric Metaxas was there. Mm-hmm. He spoke. And I just was blown away. I was just like, yeah. this is unbelievable. And and afterwards, Alan Sears, there's millionaires in the group. You there's know, probably 600 people there. E- easily, mm-hmm. he needs to be talking to other people. He sees me because he knows my dad. Yeah. And he comes over. He introduces himself. Very very humble man. And I just was like, Alan, this. What do I need to do? Right. I'm I ready. get it. I'm, I'm in. Ready. And I said, you know, and I'm thinking, here's the books. You know, go to law school. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and and you know, if he said jump off a cliff, it'll help. I I'm in. I'm, I was there. I was that fired up. And he just looked at me and he said, and this is the leader 
not even the leader of ADF, but the leader of this movement, mm. he said, Harrison, you go and talk to the Lord about what he wants you to do, mm. because, and, and that's all that matters. He said, because if God isn't behind this, not, this is important work, but if God's not behind it, it doesn't matter. So the leader of the movement had an opportunity to put the movement first, but he didn't. He said, Christ matters. You ask him what you need to do, and he'll tell you. Who am I to tell you what to do? That's great. And, that, and that's, when I, that's when it sunk in to go, this isn't some, you know, American political Christian, you right. know, yeah, thing. Yeah, take it back this, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're going to, you know, go back to the good old days or something like that. It really is about Christ. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the leader of the movement's focus was on Christ and not the movement, that really spoke to me. And that's when I really started getting engaged and praying. Mm-hmm. So the Lord opened a door for me to go uh, about a year and a half later to work at ADF, moved out to Phoenix, where we're located, and um, did development for a while, because again, we're a 501c3 mm-hmm. nonprofit. I didn't like asking people for money, so that was kind of my foot in the door. Uh, but then we started this group called the Church and Ministry Alliance Team. So in 2015, same-sex marriage came down from the mm-hmm. U.S. Supreme Court, and that really changed everything. And at that point, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pastors like yourself, Christian schools, Christian camps, universities, rescue missions, women's shelters, calling in and saying, okay, ADF, we don't have a lawsuit on our hands yet. yet. <laughs> but we see where the culture's going. We see how these laws are changing, and we yeah. know it's only a matter of time before we run into the wall of mm-hmm. the culture where we're saying mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. So we know that day's coming. What do we need to do to prepare? And at that time, circa you know, 2015, 2016, ADF didn't have an answer. By nature of being a law firm, our work was always reactive. Right. When right. you got sued, you came via ADF. We were your attorneys. We won your case. It was great. But this was asking for proactivity. So we created this program called the Church and Ministry Alliance, where we help churches prepare and navigate the culture by working on their documentation. You know, what are your hiring and firing policies? What's your stance on gender? You know, if 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 you've we've got a you know Sunday here and you got a gentleman who comes in who's presenting as a female and they start walking towards the female's bathroom, what do you do? Mm -hmm. What do you say? Who says it? What and what are your policies to back up what most churches and ministries are completely ill prepared for that. So you get the top attorneys in the country on religious liberty, I mean the top experts to come into your church or your ministry. We walk you through that proactively and then you get reactive help. If something if that happens while it's happening, you can call ADF, we'll plug you into an attorney and they can get you an answer like that. And then if there's a lawsuit, we come in and help. We've got resources. So it's this it's this alliance being the key word there, where we've got now over 3,500 churches, ministries that are allied together. Mm. They pay a small nominal fee to be a member, and that gets you the help you need. But hey, if you, you may never have an issue here in Kinston, but we may have an issue with the church and have churches in Raleigh, and they may get in a lawsuit. And your little fee, Helps. and this church's little yep. fee, and that ministry's little fee bundled yep. together goes <laughs> to save that church Mm-hmm. Because if that church loses, this is where the alliance comes in. I'll end with this. The we're all connected as the body of Christ spiritually. We're also, fascinatingly enough, all connected legally. If one church in Raleigh has an issue, that lawsuit works its way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they lose. That not is just not just a loss for them, not just a loss for churches in North Carolina. That is a loss for every church in the country 
potentially for generations. Mm-hmm. So we're all in this together. Our theme yeah. verse is first for our, our team, not ADF. Our team is 1 Corinthians 12, 26. When one member suffers, all suffer. When one member is victorious, all rejoice. So we're trying to pull together the body of Christ to say, when issues come up, we need to be able to help that church because it has downstream effects for everybody. It's very true, and it's something that, as a pastor, you're not thinking, but that it is, if the dam breaks, it breaks, and and we're all swept away in that sense. And so the work of ADF and the work of the Church and Ministry Alliance, I think, is great. We've been, as Grace, we've been a member of it for two years. We're into our third year, and it's been extremely helpful in that behind-the-scenes stuff on what are our HR policies Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then we're glad to be you know, paying that that retainer fee every year, as it were, that's what I think of it as, <laughs> yeah. to say, man, this is this is insurance, really. I mean, it is. It's kind of in, in the insurance line item in yes. our budget. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I think, too, the important thing of, of this church alliance is, is we're all extension of the church, yeah. Yeah. whether you're yeah. wor- in charge of worship on Sunday or in charge of legal protection of keeping the doors open for the gospel mm-hmm. in the courts. We're all part of the church. Yeah. And I think what this has actually put us in the position to understand is either you're all in with the truth, biblical truth, on yeah. marriage, on yeah. gender, yeah. on all yeah. the issues, or you're not. And, there, and, and, and the church has thought there was some middle ground. And there never has been. Because as soon as you compromise the truth, you're going to be forced to either go all in to what the left and the and the compromised Culture. gospel is, compromised gospel, yes. or you're going to defend the true gospel. And I think that has been a wonderful thing with, yeah. with, with yeah. what we sense is terrible. Not really. It's actually bringing the church into the battlefield where they cannot think they're Switzerland and neutral in some way. Right. Do we believe what we say we believe? Right. right. Well, the battle and, is and that the battle is at knocking on the church doors now. It's not knocking on, you know, the neighbor's door mm-hmm. uh, or the businessman's door, mm-hmm. the Christian mm-hmm. business owner. It's yeah. right here at the knocking on the yeah. church door. Well, last thing because I want to I want to get this uh, resource out that we talked about a little bit right before we went on air is Freedom Matters. These videos that y'all are putting together and it's on your YouTube channel. Tell mm-hmm. us a tiny little bit about Freedom Matters videos. So, if you go to YouTube, look up Alliance Defending Freedom Freedom Matters. We are constantly coming out with these little 5-minute videos that highlight here's a here's a case mm-hmm. that you need to know about. Here's what's really at stake, because again, the media will spin it as something totally different. So here's what's at stake. Here's what you need to know about it. And it's just, and it's illustrated, it's very well done. Um, Great resource for especially younger, but it's it's everybody, but it's it's little five minute clips. So just go to YouTube channel, ADF Freedom Matters, and you can check those out. We're, We're, I mean, we're putting one out about every two weeks. Are they using your voice as a narrator? They're, no. Um, I'm 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 in there once or twice, but um, it's it's we actually usually bring in the client. So there's one oh, on Lori, and yeah. Lori's the one narrating that, or we bring okay. in you know the attorney that's running the case. But it's usually actually the client themselves telling their story, mm-hmm. getting getting the record straight, and then giving you 
uh, the messaging highlights of here's here's why my case 303 creative impacts you even though you're not a creative professional either even, even though you're a completely different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you you said a great thing about this that if the dam goes everybody downstream is eventually impacted yeah. yep. you know it's easy to think oh we're out here in kinston right we're not raleigh we're not you know it but here's the deal you may if they're cranking sewage in the river up, up in raleigh up, upstream mean people up in raleigh <laughs> and they're and they're cranking sewage into the river yeah. and the river's the culture mm-hmm. you may go out to the river and go well it looks fine to me i don't i don't smell anything i don't see anything yeah. Give it a little bit yeah. of time, <laughs> Listen, and it will get downstream. And by the time it gets to you, it's too late. Yeah, that's no, that's ultimately why we got we have to pay attention to what's going on in the broader culture because eventually it will work its way into our community. It'll work its way into our children. I mean, the gender identity stuff. If your kids are on TikTok, social media, they're being force fed this mm-hmm. right and left, and it's because the church generally isn't showing up to mm-hmm. engage in that conversation. Well, and it's not easy to keep keep abreast of everything. And you're you're always like, you know, you feel like as a parent or as a, oh gosh, a leader, can, yeah. you're you're always five years behind or five weeks behind or five you know iterations behind. Uh, I even even ADF y'all uh, Wikipedia, you guys are too busy to go to Wikipedia and to change it. But the opening line in the Wikipedia accessed yesterday five thirty twenty two. Uh, for Alliance Defending Freedom is an American conservative Christian legal advocacy group focused on blocking rights and protections for LGBTQ people. That's the <laughs> opening line on Wiki. But it's because you people are out doing the work. You're not looking at the spin. Someone else is doing that. And that's what's happening to every parent and everything. Yeah. And and we're just change, trying to do the work. And if we change it today it changes 10, back tomorrow. it's going to be changed back in yeah. you know, 15 yeah. minutes because that, that's the world. And, and that's just and that's true. Yeah. Because this, the spin is what where some people live. I, I think um, one encouraging thing to kind of end on, because I know we're probably at the end of this, is every mother, every grandmother, every father, grandfather, uh, interesting, uh, you know, wherever you are in the life cycle with being a teenager or even a preteen, if this has touched your heart, pray, as Harrison said, God, what, what can I do? And then... <clears throat> Go to the website, and, and there's places mm-hmm. that you can get tools and encouragement and get plugged in. And, and if you've been gifted as a leader or gifted as someone who loves to give, I always think of a, a portfolio of giving. You know, you always give to the, your church, and you tithe first. And then out of the overflow, you, you give to other groups. But to me, ADF is a no-brainer to have in your portfolio of giving right, right. because of this. If ADF's mission, if we fail, your church will no longer exist to the degree that it exists right now. Downstream, yeah. Yeah, so to me, if we again, if everybody does a little bit with a gift, with engagement, <laughs> with sharing a YouTube video, yeah. um, and, and just talking about being engaged as a grassroots uh player to some degree uh, and get out of the side off the sidelines you know get your jersey on and get in there you know we need everybody on the field right now that's right i love it thank you so much and just like alan sears said to you harrison pray about what god wants you to do and do it i love it can i add something onto that because i think just the the spiritual aspect the gospel aspect of all of that my dad touched on it which is if 
you know, why, why as we as Christians do we need to pay attention to freedom of speech or rights of conscience or all of this stuff? And it's, it's because as Christians, we understand that everything is spiritual. Uh, ultimately, mm-hmm. if, if yeah. you get an argument with your wife, there's what you're arguing with your wife about, but then there's a deeper, a yep. deeper thing that's yep. going on that's always spiritual. And what we're finding is, and this makes sense if we sit down and think about it, is if like Satan cannot have the truth about marriage, the truth about gender, the truth about the gospel, and the or the, the about the uh, inerrancy of Scripture, he can't have that going out through your church, through your camp, at your school, in your youth group. He can't have that. So he's got to figure out ways to, because Satan knows the Bible's true. He knows when the word goes out, it won't return void. So he has to prevent it from going out. So if he can keep you scared to speak on these things, whatever it is, then he wins. And, And ultimately, you know, if people say, oh, well, you know, persecution is good for the church, it is. And the church often grows under persecution. It does. We're not trying to preserve the church. That's not our role. Right. That's not what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do is preserve the freedom of the gospel to go out. Right. Because if freedom of the gospel going out or the truth going out doesn't happen, if that's restricted, who loses? We don't lose. Right. But our neighbors I, if, do. If our neighbors do, the lost mm-hmm. loses. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're... If, if, yep. the, the, if we can't talk the truth about gender... I don't lose. I don't. I don't right. struggle with that. Right. That's not my problem. The little girl that's only being fed one side loses because right. she's told that. And if you can confuse somebody on whether they're they don't know if they're male or female, and I believe that's real. Mm-hmm. If they're really struggling with that, and they you can you can confuse that individual on everything. If they you can confuse them on such yeah. a basic level, that's spiritually what we're dealing with. So as Christians, we have to engage this because the lost is at stake. The church will continue. The church will go underground. We, we, we're fine in here. Right. It's about per, the freedom to speak the truth so that the lost hear the good news. Mm-hmm. Your identity isn't who you have sex with. Your identity isn't in what plumbing you have. Your identity is you're a daughter of Christ. Mm-hmm. But if we're not allowed to say that, or if we're scared to say that, that right. So that I just wanted to so take good. take it so back to good. what are we really dealing with here? Right. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah, and it's and it's alliance defending freedom in its deepest sense, which is the freedom to know the truth because yeah. the truth will set you free. free. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Well, Harrison, thank you for working with ADF. Thank you for serving the Lord in this way and partnering with churches like us yes. and helping us. I'm glad to know you're our regional director mm-hmm. and if I, we'll get your phone number if we need anything. Uh, Gary, thank you for the years that you've served on the board of this great organization, and that's thankless. I mean, it, board, board membership is just a lot of work and no glory. And so thank you for keeping it on the well, rails. It's, a, it's an honor to serve, and this group, again, is an amazing group that is centered on one thing, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, guys, for taking the time today. And everybody, thank you for joining us here. What a great thing to be able to engage with you all, along with Garrison and Harry. No, no, that's not right. <laughs> Harrison and Gary, as we have a little fun today. Uh, Have a great one, and we'll see you next time. This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.